Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musick. And welcome to CEO Coach in this wonderful Monday morning. I'm calling you from Puget Sound. So hoping wherever you are in the world today, the weather is as glorious as it is here. Today, we're going to talk about boards of advisors, how to find them, how to leverage them, and how to compensate or feed them. So advisory boards, let's start with the concept. Uh, we've got boards of uh, directors at companies, and we've got boards of advisors, and often an advisory board is somehow dismissed as, oh yeah, just kind of ancillary stuff, you got some friends, you can ask them to do that, you get somebody you kind of like, it makes them feel good, no, 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 no. Advisory boards can be a really powerful tool for startups. Do not underestimate the value and the power of an advisory board. First of all, what can you get out of these guys, right? The first thing is, of course, good advice. So be careful whom you're asking advice from. Not every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Vertical knowledge. You get to do that without hiring consultants, right? It's kind of like free stuff. You are going to compensate them. We'll get to that shortly. But at this point, this is your ability to get access to people who have serious value and knowledge who are willing to share it with you. Again, think about people who have an awful lot of experience and are so that you can juxtapose whatever it is that you're building against what was, as well as people who have experience in the field at the moment, so they're not necessarily colleagues, but again, folks who have done research or who have uh, run companies and so on, who have the ability to give you what's coming next. So you want what came before and what's coming next. All right? This is not so much about peer-to-peer stuff. Finally, access to connections. Connections, in other words, uh, do you know someone who can become my next CTO, people who can fill the C-suite for you, folks who can even fill the ranks of regular employees, if you will, not necessarily C-suites or key um, personnel. Certainly, they can help you find partners, potential customers. They can open doors to you for other um, investors. All of these things are very important. Access to connections. Figure out what kind of connections you need and then seek advisors who do that. Power during funding is found in the advisory board. If you don't have a super powerful team that's already been there and done that and you are a new CEO, if you will, we call them young CEOs, not necessarily young in age but new to this industry and new to being a CEO, 
then it's your advisory board that gives power in your camp. In other words, if those guys thought you had a really good idea and they thought you could bring this to fruition so that they are giving their time and effort to you, and now we're going to listen to you. Who is it that you would have to convince in your industry that you've got a really good idea in order to tell somebody else, well, so-and-so thinks I've got a good idea here, and so-and-so thinks I can take this to fruition. Who is it? That's the person you want on your advisory board. So how do we find these guys? Well, you start with your vertical industry, right? You know, Just shoot for the stars. You want to go for the biggest people in there. If I were making new cars, I would want Alan Mulally at Ford, but I'd also want you know, the folks who are doing more exciting things in that industry. I would want the very top folks. And if I can't get those folks, well, I want the people who designed cars. I want people who, I don't know, marketed those vehicles. People who have a sense of what's going to be successful and what isn't. I'd want to know from folks at Tesla, you know, whether they thought I was onto something good. Go for the stars. They're the ones you really need. They're famous. They're accomplished. They're experienced. Or perhaps they're simply known to the VCs. Maybe the rest of the world doesn't know who they are. That doesn't matter. If the VCs know them and are confident in these people, well, then there's confidence in you. For example, I saw somebody in the um, travel industry recently here in the United States who's got a nice little startup, and I'm looking at it and going, yeah, it's good. It's probably a good niche market. It's getting an awful lot of coverage and press and an awful lot of noise around it. The answer is it's a fine-looking young lady, and she has the ear and the investment of, in terms of advisors of some people at very high places. And I'm looking at that and thinking that's why she's getting so much noise, because people who are already in very high places not necessarily related to this industry thought enough of her to become her advisor so that her startup is exceeding the other startups in the same field in terms of press coverage, perhaps in terms of traction. I don't know what her numbers are, right? but certainly in the VC's eyes, she has already attracted a great deal of money. Get somebody that would leverage that ability with the VC, excuse me, that uh, reputation with the VC's to get you funded. Now we know. Okay. You want folks who are, again, famous, accomplished, experienced, and perhaps most importantly, if you're raising money, known to VCs and acknowledged by them to be experts. How do you do it? You network. You ask for intros. There's a new startup called O-Funnel. It comes out of the Microsoft Azure Incubator in Seattle. O-Funnel is a startup that helps you leverage the people you already know to get intros to the people you need to know pretty good stuff. It's a good idea. It's a little bit of a play somehow in LinkedIn, but it's stuff that LinkedIn doesn't do. Go check those guys out. Maybe you can leverage it to get to the people you already know. We are surprised sometimes by the people that are known to those we already know. It's like, you knew that guy? I needed to get to know him. Well, you should have asked me. I had no idea you knew him. This is how you find out. Network. Number two, pitch days. See who's in other people's courts. Go to these pitch days and see who is introducing other startups or who they have on their advisory board list, things like that. You may want to go get the same people, but if you're in exactly the same space, they're not going to likely support competitive 
companies, but you'll get a feel for the kind of people you should be asking. It's a good thing to do. So network, go to pitch days or find out what other people's pitches look like, see who else is on other people's advisory boards, ask your colleagues. They may know people you haven't thought of. It's a bit like that O-Funnel stuff. You actually go out there and physically ask people. So often I find CEOs who are surprised that they could have gotten introductions. They just fail to ask. Don't fail to ask. Who not to ask? That's as important as who to ask. You don't ask investors unless they bring something else to the table other than money. Money is not a good reason for anybody to have a seat on your board of advisors. Certainly not in your board of directors yet, but not your board of advisors. In the earliest stage, that isn't something you want to have happen, right? You want to reserve that board of advisory group for people who will bring power and value to the company. Venture capitalists, um, kind of thinking at the really early stages, it might be a waste of time. If they're going to invest, they're going to be on your board of directors. And if they're not going to invest, they're probably not going to spend time on your board of advisors, unless there's some unusual circumstances somehow where they say, well, we just can't invest in this thing, but yeah, I'll advise you and, and so on and so forth. In that case, grab them. They will have good networks of other venture capitalists and help you to become funded. So, in the event of an unusual circumstance like that, yes, you want them. Anybody who's trying to sell you something, those are the guys you run away from. You don't just not put them on your board of advisors, you run away. I have seen extraordinarily awful things happening in this field, so watch out for it. Right? That would be, uh, they're salesy consultants, essentially. And they're trying to get on the board of advisors of every startup in town in hopes of landing jobs from those people. I've seen them try to get paired to mentor startups for that same purpose. I even know of one instance in which a seed fund was fronting some costs for consultants to their incubated startups. And this predatory consultant was working hard to get paired with promising startups and then spent all of his time urging CEOs to obtain consulting funds so they could pay him with them instead of mentoring as he had agreed. Extraordinary, right? Anybody who's a salesy consultant that wants to be your advisor, not happening. Run. Now, how do you leverage these guys once you have them? We'll take a break here at CEO Coach, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about leveraging the value of your board of advisors. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all.com slash radio. Are your online campaigns getting more clicks? and conversions, then you need to sign up for Conversion Conferences 2013, happening September 30th to October 2nd in Boston. If you want to start increasing revenue and stop wasting money, you ought to be at Conversion Conferences 2013. Discover why Conversion Conference was selected as one of 2013's must-attend conferences by under 30 CEO, and why over 900 leading companies send their marketing teams, web designers, and executives. What's more, webmasterradio.fm listeners get a 10% discount on their pass. 
Simply register online at conversionconference.com with promo code WMFM or click through the Conversion Conference banners on the webmasterradio.fm website. Wouldn't it be nice to invest less and convert more? See you at Conversion Conference East 2013 in Boston, September 30th through October 2nd. Sign up with promo code WMFM for 10% off registration right now at conversionconference.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at page1power.com. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back. We're talking about your board of advisors. We're going to talk about leveraging your board of advisors now. So board of advisor members are like mentors. They agree to serve without regular compensation. You don't pay them a salary, but we'll get around to feeding them through some other means in a few moments, okay? But the question is, how do you use them wisely, especially if you're not paying them? They're doing this by, you know, their good graces. So you don't want to burn them out. My first and foremost tip is, for heaven's sake, be prepared before every meeting. The worst thing for me as an advisor is to find that I've shown up somewhere, even if they've paid my way to get there and and put everything down on the table and all that and served up fine food and so on, and nobody has a serious agenda. Get that agenda going really early, right? Make sure you share it with your advisors. Make sure your advisors are connected to each other. They also don't want to spin their wheels. If somebody's got a really good idea, somebody can make an introduction. You don't want them stepping over their toes and, and finding out that six others have made introductions and they're just wasting their time. All right? Find You get yourself an agenda. You figure out what it is you need from your people, whether you're meeting them individually or as a group. You make sure that the agenda is in the hands of your advisor before you sit down to table, and then you use that agenda and you go through it efficiently. Great stuff. All right. So being prepared before every meeting. The second thing would be what do you put into the initial hello with your advisor at every single meeting? Right. The top of your agenda should include accomplishments since your last visit, whether it's by phone, in person, in groups, doesn't matter. All right. What have you accomplished since the last time you communicated? Update, even if you email this information, update them again. Do not assume that your advisors have the time to read all of your updates. If you send out weekly or monthly updates, that's really good, and that's very good rigor. We can do an entire show about that sort of thing later, about how it gets your own head in in space too. But make sure that when you sit down together, you do a rough overview of that again. If your mentor assures you that they have read those updates and they do not need them, that's fine. But then be gracious because if they're lacking in some info as the conversation goes on, remind them again what was in those emails. All right? These are busy, usually very successful people if you've chosen the right ones and so on. That's why you chose them. So you do the legwork and you get gracious about supporting their memories concerning your project. 
what do you need to do next or what do you need from them next? That's the first thing they want to know after a quick update. Be specific. If the advisor cannot do it, ask them if they know someone who can do it. Again, it's usually about connections. An advisor may not be able to do all the things you need, but they may know those who can. Not everybody they refer has to become another advisor. They may just be leveraged for a particular issue. And usually, because they owe your advisor a favor or they are constantly trading favors like that with your advisor, they will do it for you on behalf of your advisor. Pretty good stuff. Make sure you're leveraging that. Again, when your advisor can't do something specific, make sure they give you an intro to someone who can. Right? This could be for reviews of your product, your code, whatever. It could be meetings you wish to have them attend. It could be introductions to other people. References. Ask your advisor for references for other advisors, for key partners, employees, for colleagues, and perhaps even for customers. Use them as a, a sounding board, a strategic sounding board. Right? Often when you are a CEO in a young company, if you're hanging out with your colleagues, you're all facing the same issues, and this is good, hopefully your advisors are at a stage ahead of you. They've been there, done that, even when it isn't about vertical knowledge. Right? Vertical market knowledge would mean I know all about insurance, and that's great stuff, but they also may have built a company, and so now they can help you with strategic things around maybe corporate culture, around uh, when to hire and uh, how to put in place certain pieces of your organization. So that's a completely different issue. Hopefully your advisors have walked that path before. Don't forget to leverage them for that. Tactical advice. How have they solved technical issues that you're facing today? Right. If you have any kind of technical growth issue from negotiating space for your next office to technical things around hosting issues and who knows what, they may also have either walked that path or used a resource who did very well for them. And again, you're leveraging their ability to connect you with the right people. Right. Key employees especially. These guys may have access to knowledge which would say who may be in play. They may have access to knowledge about people who are kind of up and coming and looking for their first opportunity to be at a higher level. And they go, well, gee, if you need a CTO, this guy hasn't done it yet, but you know what? Ready to jump. And this would be a good size organization for this guy to you know, cut his teeth. That's a great place for this gal to become a CEO and grow with the company. Those kinds of things. So key employees, they have access possibly to know who's in play and who they might recommend. And finally, for customers. Of course you need customers. They can do this by helping you find customers. They can help you understand how to identify them. They can give you introductions to potential customers for you. And possibly they can even help you close a deal. Sometimes it's just referring you to a colleague of theirs who may be a customer of yours. Right? Sometimes it's just a referral. Sometimes they will go so far as to get right in it and help you close the deal. Pretty good stuff. Those are the best ways to leverage mentors. Be thorough. Make sure that you keep them up to date about what you're doing. You do a recap for them. You're very clear about what you need next. 
And then you set, finally, the agenda for the next meeting. We're going to take another break here at CEO Coach. We come back, we're going to talk about compensating advisors, what to pay them, and how to keep them fed. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Let's search for solutions. Our expert internet marketing consultants give you sound advice on how to find the right kind of help with SEO, SEM, reputation management, social media, and more. Search for solutions on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Advisory Board. We're talking about how to find them, how to leverage them, and how to compensate them. So we've talked about the first two. Let's talk about compensation. The question is what to pay an advisor, or should you pay one? The answer is sometimes in the very earliest days there is no compensation. There's somehow a mild understanding, and they begin as a mentor, and then you ask them to serve on the board of advisors. At that point, it's time to kind of pony up to the plate and make sure you have some documents around it. I've done an awful lot of ad hoc mentoring uh, through uh, incubators, through accelerators, uh, individually in the states and around the world. But somewhere along the line, those that asked me to become boards of, uh, members of the Board of Advisors, only a few have ponied up right away and made a formalization of the document right away. And you know what? Every one of those companies became successful. And so far, 
those companies that are kind of still butting around with ad hoc stuff and haven't quite got it together and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it and we have some kind of a verbal agreement, they have not yet been successful. There is something about the rigor of getting things done Right, And all levels, not just whether or not you're dealing with your boards of advisors well, but at all levels that would speak to your potential for success. And that speaks to your potential advisor. Your potential advisor is likely to drop off if you are not prepared with appropriate documents that talk about those kinds of compensation bits. You're not going to pay them a fortune. They just want to know that you've got your act together. So make sure you do. Now, what to do? Here's the simplest one. If you're going to meet them for coffee, you're buying. If it's on-site meetings, you're buying. You're going to bring them in and you must pay their way. Don't expect your boards of advisors, right, these advisors, to take out of their own pockets hard cash to come and support you with no compensation whatsoever. This is a date and you're paying. Now, they may step up to it, oh, no, no, I'll pick up the tab. Well, that's fine. Right? But you should expect to do that, and you should have in your budget the ability to either pick up a cup of coffee or pick up a long-distance trip, whichever one. This says, again, to your, board, uh, to your advisor, you've got your act together, and you know what you're asking, and you value their time. All right. Stock is really how you compensate a board of advisors. So set aside, I would say, about 3% of your stock for your advisors. Some may need as much as 10%. Some may need only as little as one, but about 3% is a good place to start. At the super earliest stages, right, light engagement, meh, a quarter of a percent, half a percent. Somewhere about medium or average engagement, you talk to them about once a month, you tap them for some references and so on, you uh, do sound off some strategic ideas like a sounding board. And maybe they can even give you some practical advice and do a bit of mentoring with the people inside your organization as well. Now we're talking maybe half a percent. And as they get into, maybe we talk once a week or even more than that, and they mentor other people in your organization, and they're helping you to raise funds and all kinds of other things. Now we're talking heavy engagement. We're talking one to three percent. So if you have more than one advisor, who's doing all of that kind of stuff for you, now you've got some really heavy burden on your stock. So think about it. Now it's dilutable stock and so on, common, but think about how that would come together. There were better ways and the worse ways to compensate in terms of stock. Whether you give them stock, whether you give them options, whether you give them warrants. I'm a fan of warrants and we'll do an entire show about that uh, with Dr. Uh, excuse me, with Mr. John Meyer, an attorney here in Seattle, not too long from now. But you have a sense of how much stock you should be thinking about. Right? Light engagement about a quarter of a percent. Average engagement, one-half to one percent. Heavy engagement, one to three percent. Access to other advisors. Here's an amazing way to compensate your advisors, even when you can't afford to give them anything of serious value yet. You give them access to the other advisors you've chosen and to your board of advisors. Again, I often find myself siloed as an advisor. People ask me to advise them, but they don't tell me who else they've asked. They don't uh, introduce me. They don't leverage us as a group. 
And these are tend to be the same companies that kind of don't have their paperwork act together. And yeah, at some point we'll compensate, we'll figure it out. They think of it, you know, a board of advisors as an ad hoc mentor. They're not getting their act together. All right? Get your act together. Get your advisors together. Introduce them to each other. They may know each other already, and that's great, but they may also get access to people they have wanted to meet. This is a good thing. If you have a board of advise, a board of directors, excuse me, get your board of advisor members to come and visit during the board of directors meeting. Give them access. Let them glad hand the guys who are inside your board of directors. There may be women and men in there that they've wanted access to, and now they have that opportunity, especially if you're already VC-funded. Your advisors would be delighted, perhaps, to meet your VC one-on-one in a very good space. Perhaps your advisor has something they can offer to the meeting. Perhaps they're just invited to say hello and so on, and then they get on their way and you get on with the rest of your board meeting. That's okay. Very, very few companies... I've known, have ever leveraged their board of advisors in that way and leveraged their board of directors to support their board of advisors as well. Think about that one. You've got yourself a hot tip. This has been Jillian Music at CEO Coach, talking about your board of advisors, how to find them, how to leverage them, and how to compensate them. We'll be back next week with another uh, podcast of CEO Coach. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm or through iTunes. And don't forget to download our mobile and listen anywhere on the road. Till next week, this is Jillian This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.